0: Here we go. Come out to the coast, we we'll get together, have a few laughs. Fuck you, I'm jumping! Do you really wanna jump? Do you wanna? Well then, that's fine with me. Come on, let's do this.
1: The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> They killed the cops. Oh shit! Get car, man! Oh man, this is the cop car. This is. A- Hello. You yeah! Welcome back to Two Cops and a Donut. I'm your host Dirk Mason, and with me today is my wife Lisa Mason. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing Habit Donut Dispensary in the 1990 film Kindergarten Cop. We will also throw in some anecdotes from our time we spent in the Dominican Republic. Stick with me here on Two Cops and a Donut. And now, the Donut of the Week. Mmm. Donuts. Welcome back to Two Cops and a Donut. I am your host, Dirk Mason. And we have Lisa with us today. Hola. Teddy is out.
0: Busy with <laughs> court stuff.
1: Busy Official with business. Other life adventures other than the podcast. We're, uh, sorry, we haven't released an episode in almost a month now.
0: Slackers. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser.
1: (laughs) No offense. No, none taken. (laughs) But we've been in the Dominican Republic enjoying some much-needed vacation. Let's talk about where we got the donuts today. Uh, Habit Donut Dispensary. It's located at 1553 Platt Street, Suite 130, Denver, Colorado, 80202.
0: So I don't know why it has the suite location, because it's on the street level. It's not like a large building that has multiple levels, because normally when it indicates the suite, it is like the level that it's at. It's
1: like a 10-story building. This is
0: not a big building, folks.
1: Okay, so what made you decide this place?
0: So... I was a little curious because on their website, they have like whiskey injected donuts. They have like little eyedroppers that they shove into the donut. And it's like a tres leches cake, but with whiskey. So I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. And then it has habit forming on it and they have a pink cross. So I was a little confused. I'm like, does this have anything to do with pot? Because, you know, (laughs) like in Denver, the green you know plus signs or whatever are medicinal marijuana so right. and smoking the reefer i was like well what's the pink stand for so maybe the pink represents donuts hashtag <laughs> alcoholism
1: yeah i mean i'd say pink is a national like everybody knows it's a donut thing you know every yeah the pink frosting and all that
0: well thanks to homer simpson
1: yes mmm donuts uh, look at the front page of this. Would you say that's, like, provocative? Like, what is there? It's the- very
0: seductive. There's this... I, I, I'm presuming that she's Asian. I'm not trying to be racist or anything. But she's looking at these donuts like, I'm going to cram them down my esophagus as fast as possible. And they are seducing me. So it's pretty good marketing. And that's kind of what made me get drawn to their, you know, bakery. I almost said store, but it's a bakery. It's definitely a bakery. And I just thought, wow, you know, this is different. It's not like here's my donuts. Look at my sprinkles. It's just like, these are seductive donuts. And I was like, whoa, okay, you've got my attention.
1: Right. And I didn't understand that to begin with, because I thought initially that this donut place was going to have, because I didn't look it up on the internet or anything. And I was thinking immediately, oh, Habit Donut Dispensary, that definitely has weed in it.
0: Yeah, because the word dispensary, and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. But it definitely says there is no pot. In it on their website, so I, I got clarification from that
1: before we ate it, and then got a yeah lost our jobs
0: yeah basically, but yeah they have like bullet bourbon, uh Jack Daniel's infused whiskey that or Maker's Mark that they load these little eyedroppers they're like. Clear little eyedroppers and they shove them in the donut and the donut just sucks it up. So it's like triscuites but with whiskey. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. You can go somewhere at seven in the morning and get a shot of whiskey.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they have to have a liquor license for that. I'm assuming they do. Uh,
0: yeah, I would think so. I, I I didn't ask, and when I went there, I didn't get the liquor infused donuts because I thought eh,
1: seven in the morning. Seven in, in the morning.
0: Any. But technically, being on graveyards, it's like nighttime. So this is true. But the average person just looks at me like I'm an alky. So I try to stick away from uh, alcohol that early in the morning.
1: So right about now, Teddy Maxwell would say, so what is your donut of the week?
0: Oh, man. So they have this donut that has this raspberry glaze on it. And it was fantastic.
1: And it had a little raspberry on it, too. It didn't had
0: it? Ras- real fresh blueberries it was fresh blueberries and they were so fresh that when you bit into them they had that crisp you know what i mean not like the soggy like i've been sitting out for seven days kind of so
1: they made him early this morning
0: oh yeah they i was talking with the lady there they are super friendly like as soon as i walked in hey good morning you know they're awesome like i was the only one there because it was right when they opened But they were literally dipping the donuts in the glazes. They were putting the fresh fruits on the donuts. I mean, they were like right there. And it's literally, you walk in, there's a counter, and then there's the whole bakery is just open. So you can see exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's pretty awesome.
1: So what I read on their website is that they actually have a chef there that they hired, and he creates these gourmet donuts.
0: Oh, I Do you I would...
1: say that they're gourmet. Yeah. Okay,
0: absolutely. They're, that pink donut was so cute. The one that I'm referencing the one that had the fresh fruit. Right. I was like, should I eat this? Should I save it? And my stomach's like, um, hello, eat it.
1: Did I eat it or rub it on my face? So when you eat that donut compared to what we had last time voodoo donuts, what is the difference that you I guess have when you bit into this one?
0: Oh, it just had this crispness to the outside. Like the, because the glaze was so fresh, it had a snap to it. In contrast to a donut that had just been sitting out, they literally dipped it in the glaze and handed it to me though. So, mm. I mean, it's like literally moments Still ago. a fried donut.
1: Is the donut crispier? I mean, how would you? The
0: texture of the donut's more like soft.
1: Like, not as sweet?
0: Not as sweet. And okay. that's what I liked. And the glaze wasn't as sweet. Like the whole donut itself had more of a tartness to it. It was just, oh, so good. And they have this one donut there. It's a normal glazed donut, but they call it the blazed and confused donut, I think. Or maybe I'm referencing a movie, but it's a blazed (laughs) donut. That's what they had it as, and they literally hit it with a blowtorch, so that way it has like a little bit of a creme brulee exterior to it.
1: And that's the one that I ate.
0: Oh my gosh, it was amazing.
1: Yes. Highly recommend this place. I think it got around 259 reviews, uh, four stars on Yelp.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was really good. And the ladies there, like I said, were super chipper, you know, that early in the morning, being that they were, I guess she said they come in at like 3 to 4 a.m., start prepping donuts. So that's kind of hard to be that chipper.
1: Right, at four four or five hours after your shift, you're like,
0: Yeah, and literally, I mean, I don't know, she seemed pretty pumped, and she's just dipping these donuts, glazing them and stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. because she's getting into the whiskey. You look
1: like a man who appreciates good whiskey. Yeah. Thank you, sir. But I fear inebriation may cause me to forget my manners in such
0: fine company. Good God, man, I'm not talking about getting blind drunk. I just meant for you to have
1: a taste. Well then. Taste, it shall be.
0: <laughs> <sighs> ah. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> How about you get your own bottle?
1: Uh, uh, oh! So in the stack that the donuts—you've ate a couple donuts. I know Teddy and I mostly have eaten all the donuts, but you've had some too. Where would you put this in your ranking, compared to what was your top donut place that we've had so far?
0: Uh, probably say this one. Ooh. Uh, be, just because, like, the concepts behind the donuts were really cool, mm-hmm. I would really like for us to try the whiskey-infused donut one of these days. I mean, the concept sounds good to me, and I like whiskey. Well, I love whiskey, but anyways. <laughs> um, so I think that would be kind of cool. And in my in my mind, it would be like, what do you call it? The tres Leches, except it's like one Up, whiskey. Infused. <laughs> uno, uno whiskey. I don't know how to say whiskey in Spanish, but yeah. That's, that's what it would be to me. And then... I forgot to mention, too, when I was there, I was only going to get us a few donuts, but I ended up getting a lot more because the ladies like, try this, try this, try this. And yeah, I- so
1: let's go over that. You got two, like, mega huge Boston creams that barely could stay together. There was so much cream in the middle.
0: Oh, yeah, just an explosion of cream. You and know what it reminded me of? What's that? What is it, uh, Van Wilder, when they gave them those creamed filled donuts? Like, that, it was that full of cream. Not not saying that these were full of that kind of cream, but, I mean, it was just an explosion of cream. Awesome. So delicious.
1: These things weighed, like, a half a pound each. Yeah. They were huge.
0: I, they got their own separate box. Yes. She was like, I'm going to put these in their separate box because they're fatties.
1: So we'll post a picture on our Instagram page. You can check that out later. But so, yeah, you got the Boston cream, and then you got the two raspberry glazed... Just regular yeast risen donut. He said they had some blueberry on top. And I think the tanginess you're talking about is they put lemon juice in the glaze.
0: Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, because it wasn't like sweet like a normal glaze. Yes. It wasn't sticky like a normal glaze. Like you would think, oh, it's going to be ooey gooey. It was almost like a... Ganache. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. Is that what it's called?
0: I think it was more like a chocolate. Like a white chocolate. I'm pretty sure it was...
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It was a white chocolate. White
0: chocolate... With a little bit of lemon. Trying to dissect this in my mind, because that snap, I'm pretty sure it was white chocolate. But that was the difference between, like, them and
1: another donut. You said that that you saw them dip it and then hand it to you. It wasn't... They didn't, like, stick it in a freaking cooler with some nitrate. No, this was, like, uh, uh, made to order. Liquid nitrogen or something. No,
0: this was, like, made to order. Like, I I mean, well, I was in there, like, super, super early. So maybe they would... I mean, I don't know if this is, like, their status quo what they normally do or if I was just in so early they hadn't had them all decorated or whatever but they were literally in the back well one lady was in the back filling these donuts and she was filling the Boston cream ones I snagged two from her and she literally dipped them in the chocolate and put them in the box and then she was making another concoction which was a lemon cream filled donut and she's like you need to get one of these. Like, didn't even give me an option. She's like, you're going to get some of these because they're fantastic. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I took them home and I tried it. And it was like the best lemon feeling I've ever eaten in my life. Like, yeah,
1: I don't think I got any of that one.
0: Yeah, I surfed it down, sorry. <laughs> but it was like light, fluffy, like the texture was really satisfying. It wasn't like you ate the donut and you're like, oh my gosh, my stomach, I feel bloated, I feel gross. Like you, It was refreshing almost to eat a donut.
1: Well, I say next, maybe next podcast we do, or one of the two, when Teddy comes back, we will get the uh, whiskey-infused ones, and he'll be super stoked about that. Oh, yeah. That'll be sick. All right. And what did you have this morning for your coffee? Did You, you had some uh, White Russian with me, right? Oh
0: Faithful White Russian, yeah.
1: So I can't say enough how awesome bones coffee is i want to thank them again for sponsoring our podcast and sending us some awesome coffee if you haven't tried it yet please just go to their website give it a try
0: okay give it a program people because if you haven't tried bones yet i don't know like you're just missing out on life i feel bad for you
1: and i was cleaning out our little We basically have our own cupboard for coffee in our house and I was cleaning out and you smelled that other coffee that I had in there. It's been in there for a little while, but it does not smell. I don't know what they do to these beans, but it is awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Did you guys talk about that barrel age bourbon? Oh yeah. Oh man. So how did you guys describe that? Cause to me, like it was so smooth and you could taste like the woodiness of the barrel. But it was like, it wasn't even like coffee. It didn't taste like coffee at all. It was almost like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just the weirdest, coolest experience.
1: I think Teddy described it as basically you're drinking bourbon without the nastiness, the nasty taste to it.
0: That nasty afterburn that you're like, oh God, I need a chaser kind of thing. Right.
1: And maybe that's because we're not drinking good bourbon. I don't know. But go over to Bones Coffee, grab yourself a five sample pack And we also have some holiday stuff on the way that we'll have to review on some upcoming episodes. Do you remember what those were?
0: They have an eggnog one I am so stoked about because I'm lactose intolerant. And (laughs) I love, love eggnog, but it's like a gut bomb every time I drink it. It's like (laughs) instant regret, though. But I'm, I'm down for that. And then I think there's a peppermint one. There's a gingerbread man one trying to think about what all the other ones are. I don't know. I just remembered the eggnog one and I lost my mind.
1: I just looked it up. We have white chocolate peppermint bark,
0: mm-hmm.
1: jingle bones, which is coconut <laughs> vanilla caramel. No, that sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> that is such a cool name, jingle bones. Jingle bones. Jingle bones, jingle bones.
1: <laughs> uh, gingerbread man, which I'm assuming tastes like gingerbread. Heck yeah. Eggnog sounds like... My favorite. Mm- Lisa's favorite. And then Candyland, or excuse me, Christmas Candyland, which is Christmas candy and white chocolate.
0: What's Christmas candy?
1: You know, I can't wait to try it and find out. I'm assuming it can't be like...
0: Not those hard candies, right? You know how they have the hard candy variety packs for Christmas time? You know what I'm talking about? No. What? Like the pulled (laughs) hard candy?
1: Oh, maybe. You think? I don't know. But the peppermint bark, that's kind of like... A candy cane-ish. When I think of Christmas candy, all I think about is candy cane.
0: Peppermint.
1: Candy cane. Candy
0: cane. (laughs) Come here, candy cane. (laughs) Candy cane, come on. (laughs) I knew it. These guys are so fucking horny. All right, get them going. Get them all worked up, And then in the middle of it, say, hey, guess what? I'm a dude.
1: (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's, what do we say we call this? Oh, before I move on. What movie
0: was that referencing, just in case someone's lost? Joyride. Okay. You need to say that, because otherwise we just sound like creepers.
1: Steve Zahn and...
0: Don't look at me blankly. You know who this is. This is your favorite movie.
1: <laughs> oh, Steve Zahn and... Uh, oh, my gosh. Too Fast, Too Furious guy. I can't... Paul Walker. God. Yeah.
0: Wow. Ugh. Fail.
1: Uh, Vin Diesel's going to come over to my house and punch me for not remembering his name. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I forgot, I almost forgot, go over to Bones Coffee, order yourself some, a five sample pack, get you a- Don't some, we
0: have like a code too? Yeah. Yeah,
1: what's I the was code? getting to it.
0: Well, you're taking your sweet time.
1: <laughs> Donut 10, D-O-N-U-T-1-0. Oh, one zero,
0: not yep. T-E-N? No. Okay.
1: Uh, type that in there at the very end and enter your coupon code, get 10% off if it's over $50 at the very end. And it takes it off, then you get free shipping, and it helps us. Let's move on and start with, uh, we're going to skip personnel files because Teddy isn't here, and we don't have to hear him rambling about his army days. No, I'm just kidding. He's just
0: reminiscing.
1: (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about our time we spent. Talking about diarrhea in in
0: bags. I think I heard you guys talking about something like that, right?
1: No, his friend peed in a bag and just put the cup in the bag.
0: Oh, 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 yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Diary and bags. That Oops. would be
1: horrible. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about the DR. So we're back, and we're back to Colorado now. We went to the DR for our wedding,
0: out of the country. Yeah.
1: So tell us what. Uh, tell everybody that listens to the podcast what's the, what was the best part about the DR for you?
0: Oh man, it's definitely the scenery. Cause I mean, the contrast between Colorado and the Dominican Republic, I mean, is just night and day. I mean, the coloration, the flowers, everything was just growing from everywhere. Like there were literally plants growing out of rocks.
1: Tropical Island. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like super cool. Live, like baby banana trees. I, I don't, I don't, they probably weren't, babies because if they had bananas on it i'm assuming they're adult trees but they were like dwarf banana trees they're so cute oh my gosh i wanted to mess with them and then i remembered the banana spiders and they're so venomous so i'm like stay away
1: and if you didn't know this about lisa she enjoys the outdoors and every little living creature that has walked this little earth
0: basically the female (laughs) version of steve erwin yeah what is that chick from that hillbilly thing what the one with the pigtails is always wrangling animals from the beverly hillbillies you don't know what i'm talking about no don't give me that face i don't know her name but not ed clampett but the daughter because she was always wrangling animals too that's me
1: maybe you'll have to look that up
0: maybe you should know that because you're all about movies uh, Be-
1: beverly hillbillies um i've never seen that so
0: that's old school so
1: yeah is it the one where the lady's on top of the car and the rocker is that the beverly hills thing No, maybe. If you saw it, you should know. I
0: don't remember oh my God. <laughs> it just came in like a butterfly and fluttered away.:
1: <laughs> So I'll have to say, uh the Dominican was awesome. it was humid as shit, but we're from Michigan, and we like the humidity. It's a little higher than Michigan. Uh, a lot
0: a little a lot a little a little a lot. A lot.
1: I look like a chow. Yeah, your hair was kind of.
0: I mean, I looked like Monica from Friends when she was in the, where were they at, Florida? or Barbados. Barbados. Remember how fluffy her hair was? That was moi.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you didn't get the braids with the seashells though. I
0: wanted to, but let me tell you, Dirk was like, uh-uh.
1: No. Would
0: not let me get it. Totally controlled me on that one. I wanted the shells, seashells. I wanted to move my head and have it clack, make cool sounds. <laughs> clack. Yeah. Have you guys seen Monica? Uh, no, actually, I think she went to the salon. Oh yeah, oh she went to the salon. All right.
1: Check it out. <laughs> Whose day just got better? Chandler. Hey. Ah.
0: What do you think? I think I think I can see your scalp. <laughs> Don't you just love it? And listen to this. What do you know? It's a treat for the eyes and the ears.
1: That would have been uh would have been awesome for the wedding pictures, by the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I wanted to talk about the travel there. I thought that was the worst part for me.
0: Oh man, wasn't it like 16 hours?
1: Yeah, so we left Denver, Colorado at midnight. No, well, you had to be like t- the airport they suggested like two no they suggested four hours before right we were like uh-uh, so we went two hours before right so 10 o'clock 10 30 ish uh we got there and we didn't get to the dr at the hotel until the next day at what 5 five
0: thirty 30 ish
1: 5 30 p.m yeah now add in the time difference and all that but it's still a lot of traveling
0: yeah i was i was not a fan of that and even if we would have cut the layovers down a little bit, it still was a lengthy travel. Like, I thought.
1: For the distance traveled? I mean, yeah. 16 hours, we could have went to, like, Japan or something, you know? No. I I just think that uh, for going to the Dominican, it was, it was a long process and wasn't a fan of it. Dirk wasn't happy.
0: No. <laughs> but at least we had Teddy with us, so it wasn't too bad.
1: Not on the way there.
0: Oh, yeah. He flew solo. Yeah. That punk.
1: Solo. We had him on the way back, which was good, but he just put on his little neck pillow and... (laughs)
0: Yeah. I couldn't sleep on that thing. I don't know why, but it just seemed like the the seats were smaller. I know that airplanes have, like, really crammed sardine-like passenger space or whatever, or lack thereof, but... I tried my hardest to go to sleep, and man, this dude behind us, he must have got out of prison or something because he smelled like jail. Now, let me let me reference this. I, I used to be a guard, and this musky smell of all these human beings combined is like the most atrocious smell you could smell.
1: Well, let's give you a better title than a guard. It's a correctional officer. <laughs>
0: All right. I was a h- adult babysitter. There Let's go. go there. Like that's basically the real title. Like people that misbehave go to adult timeout because jail is temporary. I forgot to show up to court. I FTA'd on a traffic citation or whatever. I'm there temporarily until my sentencing. And then I go to prison where the big dogs hang. Right. But anyways, so back to the smelly guy, like, He smelled so musky, so horrendous that it was equivalent to one of the pods. He smelled like 40 nasty men that have been sitting there for days not showering in the same clothes and eating bean burritos (laughs) and farting. Like hot
1: Cheetos. and (laughs) Straight
0: hot B.O. Like to the point where I had to put my face in my hoodie that I was wearing to disguise that smell because I was gagging.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I don't understand how people can let themselves, you know, get to that point. But yes,
0: you're to the point where you stink so bad, other people can smell you. you. I know you can smell yourself.
1: Well, good thing we weren't right next to him.
0: I swear his window melted, partially. <laughs> it was disgusting, but we were right in front of him. Lucky us, but it was just atrocious. I flew off that plane like a prom dress. I was out of there. It was gross. <laughs> Ugh. That was that was the biggest problem I had with the trip with Smelly Man. Smelly dude, smelly dude, why are you so smelly? <laughs>
1: That's
0: what I was saying.
1: So we didn't have a really good trip over there, but when we got there, uh, we had a great time. If you anybody wants to go to the Dominican, we highly recommend it. The only thing is, is, be prepared to be hounded to the ground. Pounded into the ground like whack-a-mole with these people. Like right when you get to the... The resort, they just actually no backtrack. As soon as you
0: get off the airplane, they're like, "Hey, my friend, my friend, come yeah. here, come here. Let me sell you this. You need to come do that."
1: Yeah, there is just a plethora of people that want to sell you stuff and get you to do things we had one lady try to get us to go to another resort and say that we're gonna like spin a freaking basically play plinko to win like 20 grand or whatever but and then she put in uh what did she say to us she said she was gonna lose her job if we didn't do it
0: yeah she was on probation and if we didn't like go with her that our bosses would say she's not doing her job and she's gonna lose her job so we felt bad obviously and we're like okay you know we'll we'll go see the this new resort that you want to show us. And then she's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's 90
1: minute tour. And I'm like- No, it was like a four hour tour. Passengers set sail that day for a three hour tour. A three hour tour. She said it was right next door. It was like a 30 minute drive, 30 minute back. And it was like an hour and 20 minutes just to be there. And we're like, "Uh eh And they needed like all our like personal information, like where we worked, fucking passports so all sketchy. that we're like N-. it
0: was so sketchy it wasn't it wasn't anything what they made it out to be and it was it was pretty disappointing that
1: yeah do we this timeshare, blah 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 yeah it was that's just, what it
0: was it was a timeshare yeah. thing and they were like come get this timeshare you need to have it
1: but what was the best part about it that you liked
0: um again i would say the scenery the scenery i mean it was beautiful the ocean i mean you can't really have a bad time being surrounded by beauty like that
1: <laughs> all right. So you liked the scenery. You liked how clean the resort was. Um, the food was pretty good. I just wish they had a couple fans while, while we were eating breakfast in the buffet area.
0: Yeah, it was a little stagnant. That's the only problem. But you got all these people that are there with all this hot food being prepped. I mean, it, the air gets stagnant. Combine heat with humidity and you get Basically a sauna effect.
1: But the wedding we had, gorgeous.
0: So I know in previous podcasts, you've mentioned that I'm your wife, which technically it was true. However, we had our ceremony. Yes. In the DR for clarification for people that are like, hey, wait, you said Lisa was your wife. What? Well, you Give. were. Well I just wanted them to know they need to be aware.
1: Yep. So that was awesome. I'm glad we did it there. Uh, it's an experience that I'll never forget. And I'm assuming yours is the same.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So, what about uh, wedding night? How did that go?
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about this Mama Juana stuff. They call it the Baby Maker, <laughs> and all the locals know it there as the stuff that gets you messed up to where you just start producing kids and everyone there has like eight to nine kids, so it lives up to its name.
1: Okay, anyway, yeah. yo, man, come hit this right here. You need to hit this. Oh, yeah, oh, hit, 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 hit that. No, I appreciate it, but I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Besides, I got a big day tomorrow, but, but you guys have a great time. It's a big day?
0: You're doing what? Well, um, actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're, uh, we're gonna go to Home Depot. Yeah, buy some wallpaper. Maybe get some flooring. Stuff like that. Maybe bed, bath, and beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you,
1: know man. you know what? You know what? Let's give you that thing. I'll do one. We're going to
0: do one. We're
1: going do do we 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 to stop. do one. Do you? <laughs> oh! <laughs> so that's a talented man. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 That's what I'm from. Do it up again. to it's your lips it's so good <laughs> so what is mama wana exactly
0: i'm not 100 sure <laughs> what's in it
1: mama wana is half wine or a quarter
0: no it's not half wine it's it's a, a little bit of wine mostly rum a little bit of honey and then there's roots like there's sticks in it that are i think it's Grape?
1: It's like a cinnamon root or a grape root or well, some type of root. they have
0: sticks in it and then they have like the grape root.
1: They have a bunch of stuff. The guy that I talked to at the bar the night that you were drinking a ton of Mamoana and didn't remember, the whole
0: bottle. Uh,
1: he said that he makes his with a little bit of honey, like 90%. Uh, he uses gin and then he uses those roots and lets it ferment for uh, a little while. So this uh, obviously is very strong. And it made yeah, Lisa do.
0: Lisa became <laughs> a different person. <laughs> yeah. Lisa started speaking Spanish fluently. Yeah, that's Lisa was very loving though.
1: Loving, yes.
0: Very loving to everybody, and she rode a palm tree.
1: Rode a palm tree. Uh, caught
0: a th- swallow.
1: <laughs> caught, a, caught a like a barn swallow in one of the. <laughs> no,
0: it wasn't a barn swallow. It was like a legit blue and white swallow they have like these tiki huts barn swallows are different they're different species but anyways
1: i'm not an animal expert but it is clearly
0: um what we call
1: a barn swallow in michigan uh
0: -uh. anyways so these these are the kind of swallows that make little mud nests or whatever on the side of houses or whatever but these clever little things found these tiki huts that they were serving alcohol out of and they literally made nests inside of there so uh, drunken Lisa wandered and moseyed on up to one of these little tiki huts and shoved her hand into one of the holes retrieving one of these swallows and was showing everyone, hey, look, look at this cute little bird. You know, it's uh, midnight and just carrying this little bird around. Poor thing. It's probably like an alien abduction for him.
1: So after that, went back to the room. Lisa uh, called t- dinosaurs.
0: It, it needs, uh... More jokes? Another ending? A different name
1: for the butler? (laughs) Maybe we should go. We haven't heard his notes yet. We we don't know how he feels about our work. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, I can't listen to any more of this. The guy's losing a lung in there.
0: I tempted to change to go back out for more, but apparently after you get in the teens of shots, your body violently rejects that. So I decided to throw up all
1: over the floor. What my uh, my sister calls it, calling dinosaurs.
0: Let, okay, disclaimer: the details that I'm about to give you on of these events are very disturbing. Or so, I should
1: give them because you may not remember.
0: No, 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 I remember <laughs> the worst parts. So. <laughs> I remember getting the spinnies, and then I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I'm gonna, and then I threw up.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh,
0: my God. On the floor, and then didn't stop. It was like the episode of Family Guy where they drank the EpiCat.
1: How's everybody doing? Good, good so far. All right, all right. Nothing yet. Cool, cool. You know, I, I don't know if you guys had any of that pie already, but
0: that is, uh... That is some tasty stuff. That's from the uh, bake sale that Lois would. Was... Yeah! one down. I know somebody who won't be having any.
1: I'm starting to feel funny. Well,
0: I feel fine. I guess I'm gonna be.
1: Oh boy, that means I win. I get to eat. Yeah! Oh, oh God. Why didn't anybody tell me? Oh my God, my insides are on fire! No, no, please, no more, no more! Dad,
0: I'm scared. And he just what? And just kept going. It was like that. All I remember seeing the floor, throwing up on the floor, and then carrying that on to the sink and continuing to throw up in the sink. And then recalling, why don't I chew my food? Because there's giant chunks everywhere. I Just remember that and then the next thing I
1: remember is the bed. I'm gonna describe you to the viewers. Lisa is a buck ten, a buck fifteen on her worst day, and I didn't know someone of that stature could vomit this much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing left in me.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, fuck you, mama wana.
1: So mama wana apparently you have to try it
0: mama wano makes you want to throw up if you drink a whole bottle of it disclaimer that they didn't tell me the guy was just laughing like oh she's gonna puke and just kept pouring me shot after shot yeah he wouldn't let me keep the empty bottle after i conquered it
1: of course not because they use the sticks again to make their next bottle
0: yeah 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 that's probably why everyone was getting sick
1: yeah so lisa had her day uh it was very violent and gross i had to clean it up um I did clean it up. I could have made her do it, but I'm a nice man, so. Thank uh, you. Anyway.
0: I cleaned it up afterwards. A few days. I did a deep clean.
1: A few days later, old Dirk got sick, but it was opposite. I was not throwing up. Um, You're throwing
0: I, up out your butthole. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: um, so there was a disclaimer not to drink a lot of coconut milk because it would give you the chits. It's a natural laxative and also not to drink the water, not even to brush your teeth with their sink water because uh, a lot of people were getting the diarrhea from it. And it was ironic because the first day that we came in, we went into the gift store and some guy immediately was like, do you have anything for diarrhea? And we're (laughs) like, uh, yeah, bottle water only. Anyways, moving forward, little Dirk got a tummy rumbles the day that we were supposed to go on an excursion and a fever and was not doing well at all. So he uh, stayed bedridden while I supplied him with copious bottles of Gatorade, which I thoroughly got scolded for from taking from the gym. Yeah. Yeah, by this little Napoleon dude. He's like three foot four, and he's like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, watch me. And I walked out with the Gatorade bottles because they didn't have anything else that would have electrolytes. And if you have the chits, you want to make sure that you have a good amount of electrolytes in your body to replenish all that was lost.
1: Well, after uh, about three Imodium and 12 bottles of Gatorade and eight hours of rest, Dirk was ready and back tr- crushing vodka sodas that night again.
0: Yep. So. And no coconut. Coco Locos.
1: <laughs> no Coco Locos. That was probably uh, one of my favorite drinks, but I didn't have that many because I knew the coconut milk was strong. I think I only had a total of three.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And just so, you're, just so the listeners know, is we bought everybody a 32-ounce tumbler from walmart and brought them and we were just crushing drinks in that the entire 10 days we were there
0: yeah it was well well planned out because the bar would only give you these tiny little eight ounce glasses or maybe plastic like six thing. ounce with all yeah, the ice they were tiny so if you gave them your tumbler they would fill that up and you'd be floating around the pool sipping on that for a little while and
1: and it would stay nice and cold.
0: Yeah, it really would. So
1: So bottom line is DR, beautiful place, awesome wedding, decent food. I wouldn't say the food was fantastic, but the
0: sancocho, that s- beef stew that they make is Top notch. Like, that was the one thing that I was like pumped about. But, like, the American food that they serve there, it's like, I don't know, it's like when Asians try and cook American food or any other ethnicity tries to cook a different ethnicity's food. They don't have the palate for it. So, I feel like the Asian food that they cooked and the American food that they cooked, it wasn't quite right. So,
1: their I, food was really good and they needed to stick with their own food. I know right. they try to Americanize and when- Probably do that because a lot of people complain about it because they're little sallies. but you're right. Sancocho, it was like a beef, Bomb. potato, com. soup, oh, yeah. stew-ish.
0: Yeah, and they just let it cook forever, and you could tell because it just, the flavor was there. and It was really simple, but it was good. I mean, if you're going to do something right... You know, make sure that you have it.
1: One thing I'd like to say, and I know you were disappointed too, is that the seafood, there was not... Non-existent. Yeah. And from what I understand is when you went on your little excursion that the Dominican is a uh, self-sustaining country. Right. Right doesn't need anything else. So like
0: an interesting thing is we saw giant fields of cow and we're like, oh, that's cool. They were weird looking cows. They weren't like cows that you see here. Like they had really saggy like neck flaps. They look like turkey cows. (laughs) That's how I would describe (laughs) them. They had these like dangly wobbly things and huge hunchbacks and they were kind of skinny, but not. They were really weird looking. And the tour guide was saying that they ship them to us as organic beef because they literally are just out in the field munching on grass so and they don't treat their grass grass obviously so yeah organic cows and it's just it was really interesting to see that and to hear that and the most protein source that they consume is chicken chicken is their highest uh the second highest uh, i'm trying to think what he said so on this tour they serve you alcohol so that's you know a reason why I'm kind of trying to remember what he was saying, but it's a little foggy. Little fuzzy. Rum, 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 rum.
1: But bottom line, would you go back to the DR?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I would I would go, but I think I would go on the Caribbean side.
1: Because yeah. the
0: side that we went on, we went on Punta Cana side.
1: Duly noted. I think we should do that.
0: Yeah, go on the Caribbean side. The waters are a lot clearer. The waters were really murky where we went. And I mean it was still beautiful. So salty, though. I don't remember the ocean being that salty, ever. Like, my eyes were burning. Like, have you ever seen Land of the Lost where he pours the dinosaur urine on his head and then he's like, it stings the eyes. We'll cover our bodies in urine and they will be virtually undetectable to all dinosaurs. All right. Here they come. Should have thought of this a long time ago. (laughs) Woo! Refreshing. Make sure to ingest some, get that in the bloodstream. Don't do that. Okay, who's next? Really? It's not that bad. Check that. Just starting to burn my eyes a little bit. Did not plan for that. It gets up in the nostrils, too. You do not want that.
1: That's early morning stuff. Ooh, That is strong.
0: Maybe a second splash. Reduce some
1: of the effects. Immediately made it worse. It was
0: literally like that. Just fire
1: (laughs) burning. Stings. And
0: then instantly got worse the next wave in your face.
1: So that about wraps it up with the Dominican Republic. Uh, We have a film to talk about. So, this week, we're talking about Kindergarten Cop. Uh, it's a crime comedy uh, released in 1990, and I'm going to read the synopsis. All
0: okay? right.
1: A tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may hold the key to putting him behind bars. I play
0: allegiance. Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, <laughs> and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is kindergarten cop.
1: Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on
0: it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. No, He's an undercover detective.
1: I assume you have some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Chris's wife looked like? before a
0: killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. <laughs> ha, ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. A male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual.
0: He's been trained to shoot.
1: What made you become a kindergarten teacher?
0: He's been trained to fight. But there are some things. We need other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball. You gotta handle this like any other police situation.
1: You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommies run behind you anymore, wipe your little douches. You are mine now.
0: I'm not a policeman, I'm a (sighs) princess.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you.
0: Wow.
1: In an Ivan Reitman film.
0: Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not.
1: He's not married, Mom! Welcome to Astoria, the single-parent capital of America. You got a little mustache.
0: Must be from the milk. (laughs) Kindergarten Cop.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as John Kimball. He is an LA police detective and he's hunting down. I have uh, Richard Tyson, who is AKA Crisp. He's the bad guy.
0: He's not crisp at all. Like, that guy's very scuzzy. I remember watching him and he's trying to be all smooth and stuff, and he was just, ugh,
1: creeper. <laughs> he almost looks like uh, Kurt Russell in a way. Like nah, right a little
0: bit? No. What? Like Kurt Russell on meth.
1: Well, maybe. So the storyline as we have it is he's a L.A. police detective. He's looking for this crisp guy. He's a mm-hmm. drug dealer. Uh,
0: That's why he looked like he was on meth. Yeah. Okay.
1: Tries to put him, tries he's trying to put him behind bars. Uh-huh. And from memory serves me right. I didn't watch the movie. If uh,
0: memory serves you right.
1: Yeah. Memory serves me right. Yep. So <laughs> um, the Joyce Choice? the the wife or ex-wife of Richard Tyson the main guy Mr. Crisp played by Penelope Ann Miller she like saw some crimes that he was doing or something like that she took uh, supposedly a bunch of money from him and fled disappeared nice and Chris she
0: affiliated with Crisp at all like were they an item or she just saw it go down
1: oh no she is the wife
0: oh she's ex-wife. his wife ex-wife yeah. Okay, because they have gotcha. the kid
1: named Dominic. Oh
0: yeah, okay, I remember now.
1: So she apparently stole some money from him. Okay, and just disappeared.
0: Did they say how much she took? Uh,
1: I think it's in the millions. I don't okay. know if they actually gave a specific amount, but it, millions of dollars, and then okay. took off
0: enough to like start over.
1: Oh yeah, okay. she moved to uh, some small town in Oregon, mm-hmm. and probably Portland. John Kimball, <laughs> not Portland. <laughs> John Kimball, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not Jimmy Kimmel. No. Okay. He has to go undercover as a kindergarten teacher because the only information he has or they could find is is the kid was a kindergartner at the school.
0: Oh, so he's going to use the kid to figure out where
1: mom is. Correct.
0: And then to bury this trying fresh to, guy. Or... Trying
1: to put crisp.
0: Oh, crisp. Behind fresh. bars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the movie's directed by Ivan Reitman. Mm -hmm. and as i told you last night he did no strangers attached uh in 2011 with ashton kutcher and natalie portman Mm -hmm. 2001 he did evolution one of your favorite movies
0: my gosh the best movie ever (laughs) if you haven't seen it you need to watch it and get on our level
1: yes I, I think it's a really funny It's funny that movie
0: stupid humor kind of thing, but so is kindergarten cop as well. Yeah. But it's it's good times, good times.
1: Uh also Ivan did Junior in nineteen ninety four with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Little munchkin Danny guy DeVito. Danny DeVito. Wow. <laughs> and Danny's
0: na- not happy right now with that. <laughs> How can you forget that little fella?
1: Also did Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in they were 1988. They a good
0: couple. Like, I mean, not a couple, but you know what I mean. Like, they played well with each other. Like, they did. Oh, man.
1: I think that would have been Hilarious. a funny thing to be on scene and see the, or on set and see those two together. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like The Rock and Kevin Hart. Like, big dude, little dude.
1: I hate Kevin Hart. <gasps> yep. No. I said it. I don't no, like him. No,
0: no. Dwayne The Rock
1: Johnson is awesome. He's a stellar I dude. hate.
0: No, you can't.
1: I hate you can't him. I don't a know heart.
0: why. Have a heart.
1: I don't know why. I just.
0: You know what? Ever since he was the voice for the bunny in Zootopia, you, you just can't look at him the same. He is that little white, beady eyed little rabbit.
1: Ugh, I don't know what it is about him. I just can't stand him. He's funny. <laughs> and also, finally, uh, Ivan directed one of uh, the coolest movies that I watched as a kid Ghostbusters, the 1984, starring Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd.
0: I ain't afraid of no ghost.
1: (laughs) Um, So he actually has quite a a history with Arnold. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: You know what? It seems like a lot of directors find their their actor or actresses, and they stick with them. Have you noticed that?
1: Like Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese? Scorsese?
0: Don't hurt yourself. (laughs) All S's. Yeah. Yeah, there's multiple... um, examples of that and I think maybe just because that character or that uh, actor or actress can portray the character that the director's looking for. Mm-hmm. They're just happy that they can
1: And they probably work well together.
0: Yeah. Well you have to. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh back to kindergarten cop. Um what do you like Grumpy about kin- What do you like about kindergarten cop?
0: Oh okay. you
1: know the the premise okay. of it.
0: You know, watching A little bit of it, and from what I can remember, there were some key aspects to this movie that really stood out to me. And I think in the beginning, when he was kind of like the scuzzy L.A. cop, before he became the kindergarten cop, he, like, showed up in a party and was, like, just shooting his little shotgun, his little baby shotgun, or maybe it was normal size because he's huge and it just looked dwarfed in his hand, but he's just... Just shoots a couch and... He like throws a guy through a table and sits down with this lady and is just like, you're my friend. She's
1: the witness to try to get Crisp in jail.
0: I just thought it was crazy because he's just popping off rounds. I think he let off like eight rounds there. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be here forever. I'm going to be here with you forever. And just gets all creepy with his small sunglasses in her face. And I just thought it was.
1: He's basically trying to annoy the crap out of her. So she'll testify against this guy. Basically, Yeah so she'll be left alone
0: yeah so that way she understands that he's gonna be around until she cooperates right which i mean would you say that that's realistic? i would just
1: yeah i would just be like dude get off my back i'll testify I don't no care. i mean
0: like do you think that's realistic that people are like i'm not gonna say anything i'm not a snitch
1: you mean people who don't talk i would say yeah no one ever, like a lot of witnesses just they don't give a shit go about their merry way
0: i don't think that it's because they don't give a crap, I think. It's because snitches get stitches.
1: Uh, maybe, common, I don't know. but common saying. I would say if they're gonna stay in that lifestyle, then yes.
0: Um, the other part that I really, and especially because we just came from our vacation from the DR, is when that little kid behind him on the plane is just going crazy and he turns around with a pencil in his hand and he just looks at that kid and he goes, Please, no. let me take a look.
1: Hey. Come here. If you don't stop screwing around back there, this is what I'm gonna do with you. So, uh, in the in the entire story, John Kimball's trying to find this Crisp guy. They introduce her in the beginning of the movie, also when he after he well, unloads all these rounds into the this random drug house or wherever drug hangout is. Uh, Crisp goes and like finds his mom at this like pedicure hair salon or something, and he's just like, oh, you mean the yeah, Crisp.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: He goes there and he's like, oh, mom. He's like, I think I found him. Because he got some intel from this junkie saying that she is uh, in Oregon.
0: Oh, so he's stalking her.
1: Yeah, he's trying to find her because he wants his money back.
0: Okay. All I can remember is Arnold going into the um, nail salon after Crisp. And right. then Crisp going, I'm, I'm here for my pedicure, or manicure, or whatever he says. <laughs> looking all dweebish. <laughs>
1: one of the uh famous quotes i would say maybe not famous but uh iconic quotes from that scene uh i'm a cop you idiot
0: hey i'm a police officer this is an arrest this man is crazy look at him he wants to kill me you're just gonna stand there freeze oh jeez. i'm a cop you idiot i'm detective john kimball yeah he says it like five or six times like the other (laughs) cops are pointing guns at him are are they even cops or are they mall security i
1: think they're mall security
0: but then they like grab his credentials and they're like let me look into this like who the heck are you gonna call like is there a national database for officers
1: yeah and what are you gonna do uh hold on this uh i'm pointing my gun me and my partners are pointing a gun at a Potential suspect in the mall who's gunpointing another person, and we're just going to take a quick break, look this up, give him a phone call right in front of him. Right. And and, uh,
0: and my thing is like, man, there's all kinds of people in that nail salon and there's just guns everywhere,
1: yeah. everywhere.
0: Everybody's, everybody's going to die. People are dying in there that ain't never died before.
1: Crossfire is just insane. There's security guards crossing Arnold and then Arnold's crossing the security guards. They're all on the same team apparently, but they're just pointing guns at each other.
0: Right. And since when does Paul Blart carry a gun?
1: This is true. Maybe, maybe they had, like, a headquarters in there.
0: I've never seen a security guard carry a weapon, ever. They do
1: here in Colorado all the time. What? Yeah, it's oh, crazy. that's a
0: huge mistake.
1: Yeah, there's private security companies now that are carrying guns, and it's pretty scary. Ugh. So, continuing on with the movie, the storyline is that John wants to go and find out if uh, Joyce, the mother... Joyce? has this money he's got to okay. go undercover why, And why
0: is he interested in if she has the money is it because it's
1: well i think it's because it can link them two together and he wants her to testify against him but if she has the money she's using the money and he's unsure if they're still connected and oh, it's
0: oh so he still thinks she's dirty
1: possibly oh okay, i'm not gotcha. quite sure on it because
0: laid out because i that kind of confused me it's
1: been so long since i've seen the movie and then you got little dominic in there Mm -hmm. that is in kimball's class yeah so one of the scenes i remember you just watched on youtube Mm -hmm. is uh when john kimball comes in the first day as a kindergarten which he
0: cleaned up like quite drastically because when they first showed him he looked kind of scuzzy
1: Yeah, he had a uh, little, probably the only movie I've seen him with, like, a facial hair, actually. Yeah,
0: pretty scuzzy looking, yeah.
1: So he, uh, oh, let's get this uh, in, too, as a cop point. An undercover L.A. cop goes to a small town in Oregon to find Crisp's wife, Joyce, and this little kid.
0: Right, so an L.A. detective goes to another jurisdiction. State. State.
1: Not only another city, another state.
0: Right, to hunt down this guy. like, But, I mean, did it say specifically that he's a L.A. A cop, LA yeah. detective? Yep. He's not an, a marshal, U.S. marshal? Nope. Because U.S. marshals have full dur- jurisdiction, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but
1: they would only be looking for fugitives on the run, which uh, Crisp is just someone who just keeps dodging or getting past okay. all these.
0: He'd be like a federal person of interest right because he's like all about the drugs they
1: just can't pin anything on him, is from what i understand
0: yeah okay
1: the first day john kimball comes into the classroom
0: yeah very drill sergeant like he's a cop yeah he kind of reminds me of uh, major pain when he comes in
1: (laughs) these kids are what four and five years old maybe in kindergarten (laughs) little
0: freshlings yeah
1: and he's just barking orders at these kids yeah what is he, uh, do you remember? You kids are
0: soft.
1: He tells them they're soft.
0: You're not going to have your mom wiping your little tushies. <laughs> I'm just like, did he really just say that? There is
1: no bathroom.
0: <laughs> I'm going to turn your mush in the muscles. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Arnold's lifting side coming out, and he probably got a chuckle from that. <laughs> a little mush in the muscles. Yeah, ah! that,
1: was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so he's drilling these kids. He's asking them, uh, I like one of the, one of the quotes he says in there he goes all right we're gonna play a game and the game is who is your daddy and what does he do
0: why do you sound like <laughs> jean-claude van damme right what yes you did you didn't sound anything like i
1: who is your daddy and what does he do there
0: it is all right all right much better
1: <laughs> i can't do an arnold impression but
0: clearly <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he basically interrogates these little kids (laughs) to try to get information because i don't think he knows he doesn't uh,
0: know which kid is the kid
1: right he doesn't know dominic is crisps's kid
0: yeah and it's pretty interesting the probing um method that he uses like what does your dad do for a living let's talk about this and the kids are like my dad's a dentist
1: right (laughs) it (laughs) he meets the other teacher which is like a what I think third fourth grade maybe ish
0: yeah because yeah, there's like multiple levels
1: and it's joyce
0: oh yeah, yeah i yeah i remember now
1: and he falls for joyce <gasps> starts liking Making joyce love? in the big love l word? the l word Ooh. and at one point i think arnold even starts liking the kids he's gets in he starts forming the uh the drill sergeant mentality the kids start learning from him and obeying him that They have the fire alarm and everybody, all the kids are like marching out and...
0: (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is when he's sitting there on the floor and the kids are just running amok and there's just paint everywhere. One kid's covered in flour. It's like, where did they get the bag of flour? And they're just screaming. They're going crazy. And he just screams, shut up! All crazy.
1: Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut
0: up! (laughs) And the little kids just stop, and then they (laughs) start cooing, and then he's like, no, don't start this! And they just have their meltdown, and they're just crying, and he's just like, "Ah!" and he runs out of school screaming, and it's just like, sometimes (laughs) that's how kids make you feel. You're just like, oh my gosh!
1: He goes through all this pain of being a kindergarten teacher and then eventually realizes that he does enjoy it. Yeah. Takes him out of, like, the cop realm and yeah. into the the teacher, the educator. The
0: evolution of the love-hate, or the hate-love, I should say, because first he hated it and then he loved it. <laughs> like, another scene that was just... It- oh man, it just made me laugh so hard was little kids just sitting there and there's a breadcrumb trail of lunch boxes and he goes, are those lunch boxes yours? And the little kids like shakes his head no with food pound like shoved into his face and he goes, stop it! And little he picks the kid up just raises this kid like above his head which is probably like eight feet in the air and the little (laughs) kid just spits out the food onto Arnold and then he's like, ugh! In disgust and just drops the kid and you just hear the thud of the little kid and it's just like dude what the heck (laughs) little fat kid poor thing
1: and i remember in one scene too um is that one of the kids that he's has in his kindergarten class is very quiet and i think he maybe notices a bruise or two on him oh yeah and he tries to confront the mom and she's skittish and drives away all crazy but he knows that the dad dad
0: is is a beater, being abusive and then i think at
1: one point he confronts the dad and oh yeah he him.
0: beats him up and then he's like you're not worth it i'm gonna press charges against you in front of like everyone yeah, yeah i remember like that. that yeah that was that was pretty cool
1: some real realistic things that teachers probably see yeah unfortunately, that's that's not, not fun
0: not fun at all yeah
1: so what would you say um all right well, i'm gonna finish this, this and then we're gonna get into what you think about the entire movie as a whole uh, so John Kimball finds out eventually that Joyce is the ex-wife and Dominic is the son. Crisp comes to the school, sets a fire alarm off. Oh, yeah. They have their little you know chase scene in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ends up, Kimball's little ferret bites Crisp in the neck. Oh yeah, uh, he I falls remember. down. Jack
0: ferret, yeah.
1: Shoots him in the leg, I think. Kimball gets shot in the leg.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh, I think... I'm not sure if Crisp what? actually dies in that. Where, I can't remember.
0: Where does that line, it's not a tuma" comes from? That's like, uh, that's twins. Oh. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought it was part of
1: this. No. He's like, he's like they're in... Uh, i sidetrack here. In the movie Twins, Danny DeVito and him are inside a uh, convenience store. He takes off his shirt, puts on another shirt, and he's like, Jesus. He's like... What is that? Is that a tumor on his chest? He's like, it's not a tumor.
0: Oh, I thought it was like when he was talking with the kids in the classroom, and then one oh, of the kids like, it's a tumor, and he goes, it's not a
1: tumor. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, I
0: think you're wrong. Cause there was that scene, and then there was the other one that he—I don't know what question he asked the kids—and it just shows the true honesty of children and how just no filter; they just say whatever they want. And yeah, you're right. This little boy's like, what's the matter?
1: I have a headache.
0: It might be a tumor.
1: It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. I think it's exactly like that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was a a really good scene. Like that whole, when the kids are just hazing, I'm like just, oh man. That's
1: the game. Yeah. Uh, What is your dad? Who's your daddy and what does he do?
0: Yeah, see? I'm glad. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Dirk. Sidetracked. Back to it. Uh, Eventually... Everything turns out okay in the end. John Kimball saves the day. I think he continues to be a kindergarten teacher. And he uh, ends up being with Joyce and Dominic as a father figure.
0: So like he stops being a detective and becomes a kindergarten?
1: From what I understand is uh, no more Detective Kimball. Wow. So.
0: That's pretty cool. I feel like we got the basic gist of it though. Like the best parts of it. Because the penis and vagina... Reference with the little kids, and then it's not a tumor. Yeah, which you totally forgot, but I forgive you. Well, that's what I'm here for. It's similar. It's similar. No, as well,
1: from when different he movie, takes same off. actor. Okay. Anyways, uh, so what is your opinion of this movie altogether? Give me a rating between one and ten, ten being the best and one being the worst.
0: I would say it's probably an eight or nine. I I do enjoy the movie, and I like how it shows. The kids and how honest they are, because anybody that have, has been around kids or has a kid can reference that and can really enjoy the honesty and the, the stuff the little kids said in his classroom. I mean, they can really relate to the brutally honest and chaotic uh, sense of humor that children can have.
1: I am a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, although his acting isn't great. I feel like he does a pretty good job. Um, I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. The reason being for some of the stuff, it's, uh, you wish you, they could get more into the backstory a little bit, but it has to be, well, I think it's like an hour and 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. I think for uh, time's sake, they had to lack in that. And I feel like they, f- they really focused on the kids a lot more though. And showing like,
1: I'll give you some statistics right now. Director Ivan Rittman, or Reetman and casting director. Uh, they auditioned more than two thousand children for the roles of the kindergartners. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, how do you how do you like pick? How do you pick out all those children? I mean, they're all so dang cute, and I mean, what do you do? Give them lines and say, "Hey, read these off," and if you can read them off, then then you're hired.
1: Probably just looking for kids to actually pay attention. Right. So to finish up here. I rated it a 7 out of 10. I also found some interesting things that Bill Murray was also uh, approached for the role of John Kimball. Isn't that weird? Really? Could you imagine... Bill Murray in Arnold Schwarzenegger shoes for that role. I don't
0: know why, but Bill Murray is not, like, registering in my brain. What other movies was Bill Murray in? Oh, my gosh! The zombie guy in the... I
1: can't believe you don't know who Bill Bill Murray is. Bill freaking
0: Murray. The one that eats the chocolate out of the pool and...
1: Yeah, Caddyshack. uh, Yeah,
0: Caddyshack. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Okay, hold on. It just took a minute to sink in. Sorry.
1: Bill Murray... The being Bill Murray being a cop, a hard-ass cop, LA cop. I
0: couldn't see him being that. No,
1: it'd have to it have to be a whole new movie.
0: Yeah, no. He's too he's too funny. Like I just couldn't see him being serious.
1: I just I just think of him as in Groundhog Day.
0: Well, and not only that, but like the stature of Arnold in contrast to those kids. I mean, he just looked enormous. And then with him in those tiny little seats that the little kid kindergartner's like feet are dangling off of and he just towers over them i think it's like it's really funny
1: i think i could you see have gotten that with bill the only thing that i could see like working in that era i could see jim belushi
0: yeah i think well, he could have done really he good in another cop movie too is turner and hooch canine oh not even close yeah oops
1: turner and hooch is tom hanks
0: oh yeah oh i love that movie <laughs>
1: So, Lisa, you found some interesting news about Arnold and his workout regimens.
0: Yes, I guess he didn't want to deviate from his workout routine, so he insisted that there be a gym built on On location. location. Yeah, so he can continue with his workout regimen, which totally makes sense because he is like a health guru
1: the one thing that i was going to point out for police related stuff is that no la cop would get permission to go to oregon to hunt down a drug dealer they would probably just work with other agencies and do it that way to go undercover and do be a kindergarten cop that's (laughs) a pretty ridiculous thing um maybe uh it's been done in something else but it's within the jurisdiction yeah aspect that we talk about a about Kimball actually seeing uh, a kid being abused and the wife being abused and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's happened before because we, I've been on calls. I'm sure Teddy has been on a call because he worked day shift for a year. And going to all the schools and stuff, you see that, and it's unfortunate. But we're about wrapped up with this. That's all we have for Kindergarten Cop. Hope you enjoyed it. What
0: about the call of the week?
1: And we are going to head over to the call of the week. Of the week. I wasn't finished. Huh <laughs> Lisa's jumping the game over here. She's a little antsy sitting in the chair, moving around all day, doesn't know what's going on with this podcast.
0: (laughs) I'm not used to this routine, guys. Sorry.
1: So uh, we're going to head over and do Call of the Week. So the Call of the Week is going to be done by Lisa Mason. Lisa Mason was a correctional officer for approximately how many years? Uh,
0: Total, probably a year and a half
1: year and a half saw some interesting things did you
0: <laughs> things i can't even <laughs> fathom i would never you can't even
1: make this stuff up all right so give us the lowdown
0: so the call of the week is there was an inmate and they, we rotated them out like they would clean the day room and they were in solitary and confinement so they there was two inmates per cell and there was 12 cells So, 24 inmates.
1: And let's talk about the difference between jail and prison. You were at a correctional facility, which is a county jail. Yeah. And this is where people spend up to a year. If it's any longer than a year, then they go to prison.
0: So, yeah, this guy's out there, and I'm not going to say his name just for privacy purposes, but he's out there. We're going to call him Chuck Norris. His code name is Chuck Norris. So Chuck Norris is out there cleaning the day room and this is a task that's given to all the inmates, you know, just to maintain hygiene, to make sure that it's, you know, somewhat clean in there and every day someone comes out and cleans. So this guy's out in the day room and he's cleaning and there's two tiers. There's the bottom tier, which has one through six, cells one through six with two inmates per cell. And then the top tier, which is seven through 12 with two inmates per cell. And the top tier is about, I mean, there's a good amount of steps and it's pretty high. I would say maybe 30 feet, if not more. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good distance. Like you wouldn't want to like fall from that. And there's a handrail that goes all the way around to prevent them from doing that. And Chuck Norris decided that for whatever reason, today was going to be the day that he was going to slide down the railing, the handrail, all the way down from the top tier to the bottom. And his goal was to get from top to bottom. And Chuck Norris got maybe four steps down into the uh, railing, and he humpty-dumptied and fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, really okay (laughs) which I mean he was fine he he broke his butt bone his tailbone I mean that's like the only thing that happened he didn't break any other bones I mean he was okay that's why I chuckle but his explanation of it was the humorous part he said and I quote I wanted to slide like Fred Flintstone slides down the tail of a brontosaurus (laughs) and he literally said that when I asked him why he did that I mean, I ran in and I asked if he was okay, but um, in in the jail, they wear these flip-flops and he hit so hard that his flip-flop had the velocity that it went up in the air just as high as he was. And that's what, that's what, um, got us to notice because we're watching five or six different pods. There's two general population and three isolation pods. So, you know, you're watching five pods with all these people. I mean, the total was probably 250 individuals that were watching. Mm-hmm. If, if not more, probably more, but that's just a roundabout. And I'm, I'm watching one pod. My partner's watching a different pod and out of the corner of my eye, I see this orange flip-flop in the air and I turn around and go, what the heck was that? And I look and he's on the ground. And I instantly go back to the cameras, rewind it to see him attempting to slide down this pole a handrail and then see him fall. So I immediately call medical. They come. He's laughing.
1: I'm assuming you helped him first, then rewinded the video.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> but, well, I didn't help him. My partner ran in oh, to okay. help him. And I'm watching the video because I need to see what's going on because I'm trying to call medical. Medical's like, what happened? And I'm like, he's on the ground. So they're like, what happened? So I have to relay this information to medical. So in his best interest, I need to review the footage to relay to them what happened and I told him I fell from the top tier basically and right on his butt ouch
1: that's he, a bad day
0: yeah yeah and so we went to the hospital and he came back and I was like why you know I asked him I'm like why did you do this Chuck Norris and he said literally wanted to be like Fred Flintstone that's awesome and I said you know do you regret that and he says yes would <laughs> you do it again no
1: well something flawed me he uh
0: well his pants got caught Like, they wear these pull-up pants, and when you went to go slide, it doesn't have the slickness. Like, say, if you were to wear some different fabric where you could slide.
1: I would say those cotton jumpsuit things, or polyester, they just slip and slide. No,
0: it's cotton. If it was polyester, it may have had the, the slickness to get them down there. But, yeah, and also the paint job. You know, there's paint. They don't sand, you know, the railing smooth. They just paint over whatever dirt and stuff's on it. So it's a little... Uh, lumpy so if you run your hand on the handrail it's kind of like braille
1: let's just say that anybody that attempts to slide like fred flintstone that's basically he's doing a side saddle i would assume or is he doing a front waist it wasn't like his feet, it's not sliding on his groin
0: no 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 no. <laughs> both his feet were to the left facing the wall which is you know one of the in alliance of the stairs he's like side and side his saddling. upper body is hanging off the end and i think that's what The execution was not good. I mean, altogether, it was not a good situation, but... Yeah, you um, can't do that. Yeah, but the way he did it, he lost his balance. I've reviewed that footage numerous times. (laughs) to see where the fail was. And also, I had to write a report about it, so I had to be pretty particular in the details. And he lost his balance like three steps down from the top, and that's what made him go end over end, which um, launched his sandal into the air and gave it the velocity to get that high up.
1: It's like when you jump in water and you still have sandals on, and the sandal hits the water first, and it just
0: boom comes
1: shooting out of the water
0: sticked up yeah Yeah. he just went end over end though and i'm i'm pretty happy that he didn't land on his head or get any injury worse than what he sustained because i mean he fell from at least 30 feet i mean it was pretty it was pretty high up and he really could have hurt himself and he's very lucky that the only injury that he sustained was that broken tailbone which he thought it was hilarious which I mean, that's okay that we laugh because he thought it was funny. But if he seriously got hurt, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be talking about it. But he was in good spirits about it, and he got to stand medical for a little while. And
1: well, Chuck Norris wouldn't have been eating nails for breakfast if he landed on his head. He would have been eating through a straw.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, maybe maybe he um, sustained such a little injury because he's Chuck Norris and he's just that much of a badass.
1: Well, the. The, for- the floor would have been broken if Chuck Norris actually hit it.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad actual Chuck Norris wasn't attempting that. Because I think he would have been successful, though, as well. Oh, of course. Because, you know, Chuck Norris is that awesome of a dude.
1: Just the rail would have slid down him.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think the rail would have been broke because just the awesomeness. It couldn't hold the awesomeness of Chuck Norris up.
1: Yeah, I think but. you're right.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's the end of the story. Call
1: of the week. The call of the week. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to Two Cops and a Donut. Well, it's now a cop and a wife and some donuts because Teddy was unable to come today
0: he'll be back teddy will be back i'm just a felon
1: yeah and uh maybe he can tell you some stories uh about his experience in the dominican because i know he had a good time too (laughs) so we're done
0: yeah that's it thanks for listening folks
1: yep and stay tuned for next week's episode hopefully uh i'm not gonna announce it because i have to talk to teddy first we gotta see what movie we're gonna actually uh watch and discuss next week that sounds good
0: thanks for having me
1: yep if you're interested go to bonescoffee.com get yourself a sample pack at www.bonescoffee.com use coupon code donut 10 and mention our name all right
0: and remember it's not a duma it's not
1: a duma aim for the bushes